Tanika. Welcome to Not Your Mama's Drama. Hi, everyone. Thanks for coming back week after week. And if you like this podcast, please make sure to subscribe and share it with your friends. So Marianne, what's going on in your life? What's your drama today? Well, today, as I tell you our drama, I'm going to sip on a glass of wine. I have, I thought that this topic really deserved some wine. Do you have some wine that, that you could like use today to get us through the day? You do. Yay. I do. And you chose white. I chose a Riesling because it's what I chose to do today. Usually I go with red. What do you have? I have a Moscato Diasti because it's kind of fun, a summertime wine for me. This is actually how my husband got me. That's a different story, different podcast. Nice. Good. Well, and I did like a hefty pour because I figured I was not going to be able to go back. So I was like right in the middle, like it's too much, but you know, it'll get us through. So I've already had a bit, but I have the entire bottle right here, just in case. You have the backup. Good. Well, I wanted to talk about something that is probably a little controversial today in the girlfriend zone. So sometimes you have girlfriends that might be going through something and it's really difficult to know how much you should support them, how much you should lean in. You got to like just measure all of these different things that are interacting with each other. You know, like how much do I know her? She told me, do I offer some support? It's really hard to find a balance. And then if you're like in a situation where you're couple friends, you know what I mean? Like those people that your friends is a couple and then you might be having some issues. Then how do you navigate that? And how do you provide support when someone's in a couple without letting it like affect your relationship without affecting the the friendship, even though it's going to change. So I just wanted to get your idea on some things that some of the listeners have submitted and see how you think we should go about it. Or maybe you could share one too. Sure. So first, I think it definitely depends on the person and your relationship with that person. So I think that anything that we talk about, we would probably be giving advice as really good friends because if you're not that close, maybe you should just back off a little bit because you may appear as just being a bit of a busybody or just being nosy. Um, you know, you can offer or say, I'm sorry, you're going through this or, or not. You know, if you're not that close, maybe you should really just back off. Um, but as a close friend, uh, what I learned, I think, is from experience is your first question should be, how can I be here for you? What can I do to help? And you should really get clarification on that because they might need a listening ear. They might need a glass of wine, you know, just to talk with you. They might need you to pick up their kids from daycare. You never know. Um, or they might need you to, again, back off. Even if you are a close friend, they might need a little space. I agree. It's always hard for me to like pick the right the right words, but I think that you would have the right words for a situation, you know, like, how can I be there for you? I wonder if that would come, come out of my mouth. I would, I think I'm like, Oh my God, that's so horrible. And I forget to offer, <laughs> offer the support. I'm quickly just passing judgment on, Oh my God, that really sucks. Oh no. You know, instead of, I'm so sorry, you're going through that. How can I be there for you? Which I want to do, but it just is, it's, 
probably not going to be my first reaction. So I really need to work on that, on my first correct reaction. Well, I got to tell you, that comes from learning lessons. So I've not always been quite that polished. And I think my friends would agree, or my friends might be listening right now. Like, I know she does not act like she's an expert (laughs) on how to be a great friend. (laughs) I I know. Have you had any situations where you were like there for people or maybe you weren't there for people? I I do have both, but instead of getting too personal, I'm going to give you an email because we put some feelers out for these types of stories. We got a really nice uh, response. So here's one of the stories. We asked our listeners if they had any experiences with showing up or not for a friend. And here's one of the stories. Having been told by one of my friends that I wasn't there for her through her rough time made me feel terrible. My downfall was that I gave her space when my friend didn't want that. She felt neglected and felt like I didn't show up. Now, I didn't want to be pushy and too involved. I offered a general, if you need anything, let me know. And she said that because we were so close, I should have known what she needed. That's a pretty tough situation, right? How do you think you would have responded that or handled that? That is really tough. Like, I just don't know that I could say that I would know what anyone needs because I know them because I'm that close to them. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I know there's people that are very close to me and I just don't think that they could read my mind and know exactly what I need at that moment either because because it might change. I think one day I might just want to sit and cry and the next day I might want to go out and 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 meet with a friend. But when I'm meeting with that friend, I don't want them to necessarily talk about what I'm going through. You know what I mean? So I think that it could change so much. And I think that it would really depend on the person and the person would have to open themselves up to let people know what they need. Because I think that that will help people be there for them, right? Because if I have to play a guessing game, it's going to make me uncomfortable. I'm already trying to support you, but then I have to guess like, do I offer? How many times do I offer? Do I just show up? Do I send flowers? Everyone has so much going on. I just don't think that we can play mind games with people. You know, you want to you want to be kind and you want to show up for people, but I think people kind of have to meet you halfway too. I completely agree. And, you know, I researched this topic a little bit. And one of the things it said is that you should treat your friendships with the same respect if you treat your relationships like your your romantic relationships. And in a romantic relationship, you can't expect your partner to read your mind. Like that's just not reasonable. And they're always gonna like disappoint you because even when you do expect them to read your mind, it's always super disappointing. Like when I ha- I something happens and I tell my partner, I want him to come back and say the perfect per- perfect thing and he just doesn't, you know, and I'm, and he can't read my mind. He can't know exactly what I want at that moment. So you have to give people, I think, a little bit of grace because they're trying to show up for you. Yeah, I agree. Do you have any other um, emails to share? I do. I have a couple of different scenarios. So here's, here's one. We have a couple that are our friends and they are getting divorced. My husband is friends with the husband 
And because of that, we've become family friends and consequently couple friends. And because of that, the wives have become close friends. Now they are having marriage problems and I feel like their problems are infiltrating my marriage. How do I stop myself from getting emotionally involved? How do I know if I should support her? Help, I don't want to be stuck in the middle. Uh, maybe just don't get stuck in the middle. Like, I think I would, because you're friends with both, I think you have to remove yourself from that situation. I, I think so too, especially... Like if you're not the friend, you know what I mean? Like your husband can be there for his friend. But I think that when you try and maybe insert yourself in the situation, you might end up being a little bit too nosy or over-involved or it might, it's like an overreach, right? So I don't even know that you can like text them and say, hey, I've heard that you're going through something because you're not supposed to have heard, right? Like it's, Like, how much am I supposed to know? Do I offer support? I would definitely be in a situation where I wouldn't know how to respond. And I would probably just avoid getting stuck in it and not get myself involved. It might be like one of those situations where you just wait for someone to talk to you, you know, to to tell you what they need. And then it could become really awkward too, I'm thinking for this person, because what if you run into them right at the grocery store or something like that as things evolve? I think then it might be a situation where it's like, oh, well, they weren't there for me or they didn't pick my side, but there shouldn't be sides. It's your own problem with your husband. Everyone doesn't have to get involved. Yeah, I definitely think that's the case. And what I think you should do is, again, not get involved at all, but the wife may reach out to you. Mm-hmm. So you're still going to have to play a little bit of, you know, how much is too much with that because the husbands are the real friends. Not that you can't be her friend, but like, that's the basis of the relationship. You don't want to break that friendship up by overreaching into this friendship. So that's a, that's a tough one. That's a tight line. <laughs> I know it is a tight line. And, and, I have been in a situation, not this one that the listener is talking about, but in a situation when I was much younger and did not have the knowledge that I have now, where my husband would have been like, well, why don't you talk to her? And it just doesn't work out. Like, I can't turn into your therapist. I don't want to know the details. Like, there are professionals that can support you with this. And... I can't control what's going to happen with you. But in the end, I know that I'm not going to come out good from getting in the middle, right? Like it's, it's always going to go downhill for the person that is getting in the middle of these situations, whether they work out with the couple or don't work out, you're just never going to come out as a good person if you try and interject yourself. So I think the safest thing is like, okay, just let them have their thing. Watch reality TV if you want, you know, to know drama. Don't get in your friend's drama. I I do have a quick um, interjection. When I was a little bit younger, my friends went through a big breakup and, you know, we were all cool. It was like a group of us. So that was really difficult because I really was his friend, but she was my friend first and, you know, longer my dear friend. So... I hated him. You know, we no longer like him. He's out of the group and then they get back together. (laughs) 
So I've like broken my relationship with him. And now he's fully back in and it's kind of awkward. So, you know, just maybe hold back, mind your business a little bit with the the picking sides and then um, just try to be as, you know, be there and, and don't be there all at the same time. It's so complicated. It's like being in, in a circus act. But the problem is, once you put your opinions out there about this situation, they're out there. Yeah. They cannot be taken back. So just keep them inside. Don't let them out. They are precious. Let, let the people go crazy on their own. So let's see. Here's another one. This one is a toughie. My friend has never gotten over her divorce. I tried to be supportive at the beginning, but I feel like it's been long enough, years, and it's time to move on. How do I let her know that gently and that it's not okay to dwell on this? What would you do? Um, Everyone has their own timeline. So if it takes her years to get over it, then I guess it just takes her years to get over it. Now, does she have to sing the same sad song every time you two talk? No. So maybe you could say, you know, I completely understand that you're not over this, but I don't want to talk about it anymore. I'm sorry that I cannot support you in that way. Tell me how else, because I don't want to hear that anymore. <laughs> it's bringing me down. Would you ever say that? That would be so hard. And I'm kind of a blunt person. I wonder if I could say like, I just can't listen to this anymore. And how could I say it kindly? You know, if that was me, how would I be able, just thinking of how abrupt I could be. I wonder, you've, you said it in a very polished way. Maybe this listener can just write down what Tanika said, say it over the phone or send it in a text because it was perfect. I think it just, again, it depends on the person and how close you are. But I think you could say, I don't think this dwelling on it, I don't think it's helping you. I don't think it's mentally making you better or advancing you. So, and then you can also suggest that maybe she speaks with a professional. Like, clearly, my advice hasn't worked for you because you're still here in the same place. And a professional, I think, would be good, especially because I think in these situations, sometimes people start to think about, like, all the good, right? Like, they just start to pick out the good and just be unhappy because they only remember the good and the happy moments. And sometimes I think that they forget what got them to that place where they got divorced. And you don't want to be responsible for that, for being like, yeah, but remember when this happened? yeah, but remember that story that you told me? Because that could, again, you're just letting out all your opinions and then they can come back to bite you in the butt. So I think that it's suggesting professional advice is amazing and just saying, you know, let's not talk about this anymore is probably a really good way to go because what might happen too is you just get away from the person, right? You just try to avoid them altogether. And then you don't show, you're not showing up for them at all. So if they're a really good friend, maybe you should just, you know, get a little bit brave and have that conversation with them in a gentle, gentle way. Right. I agree. Let's see. I have two more. Okay. This one is about grief. My friend's close family member died. 
how much support do I provide and for how long? I want to be there for them, but I have a busy life, responsibilities, and I don't want to be accused of not being there. How do I keep balance? I barely have time for myself. Now, grief, that's a that's a bigger one when someone dies. Um, having lost someone close to me when I was pretty young, my mom passed. I, um, you know, I had a lot of friends and they wanted to show up, but it was, there is nothing you can do to fill that void. Nothing that anyone can do. So you can do as much as you can. And, you know, sometimes I did actually ask for help. And when I asked for it and they gave it, then that was supreme, right? That's perfect. That's exactly what you need. If I ask you to do something and then you do it, it does not get better than that. Mm -hmm. But grief just really takes a very long time. Well, again, everybody has their own timeline. For me, it took a, a long time. And my friends just gave calls, you know, not not too much, not every day, but once or twice a week, maybe. And they just let me know, like they would call and say, hey, I'm just here if you need anything. And that would be the whole conversation. I would say, thanks for calling. And we'd hang up, you know? So that depends on how much support they need. Now, how long they need it, again, professional help may be necessary. Um, and if you're too busy to do it, then you're too busy to do it. You can't, you can't stop living your life to guide someone else's, you know? That's a really good point. And I like what you said about um, that they called and they just said like, you know, how are you doing? And kind of kept it short because I always struggle with like, how long do I stay on the phone with them? You know, like how, how, how long should this conversation be? So that's interesting that you're like, yeah, just like a reminder, a reminder that you're there is very good. So this one is also a sad one. My close friend just gave me horrible news that they have cancer. I know that the road ahead is tough. I want to be there for them, but I have never dealt with anything like this before. How do I support them? Um, I wanna get your opinion on this one as well, but I think like the biggest thing with this is your friend has never done it either. So yeah. your friend has no idea what she's gonna need. She has no idea what support. It could be a ride to and from appointments. It could be, a million things. You have no idea. It could be, you know, support, like physical support. If they're weak after a treatment, it could be just to talk. It could be to watch movies. It could be, you know, come over and let's listen to a, a funny podcast just so I can laugh with a friend. You know what I mean? So that's, mm -hmm. and they won't know, like you don't know how to show up and they won't know how they need you to show up until it's time for that showing up. What do you think about that one? So I, I also think that there's so much that I would not know of how to help my friend with this one that I think I would like reach out to people that have dealt with this, that have dealt with people that are, are sick, you know, depending on like this one is cancer. So maybe call some of your friends that have dealt with it and have some some expectations. I don't want to be trying to help my friend and then just be completely in shock about what they're going through. I would want to be a little bit prepared. I would probably like go into Facebook groups and start chatting with some people. People on Facebook are amazing when you go into these groups and you could just chat them and say, you know, I'm dealing with this and it's pretty anonymous because what could they do? You know, look at your profile. 
just pack them up and say, I'm dealing with this. And what do you suggest? You know, what, what do you suggest I learn? What do you think is going to happen? I would just want some, some, some um, preview of what I can expect and also how to be there for them. You know, and I think that sometimes people that are sick, there's a lot of times there's like a trend of how they respond. For example, like, know that they don't need help, you know, and maybe knowing, well, when you go to that first chemotherapy, this is how you're going to be very weak, make sure that you drive that, you know, that, that you can drive them, things like that, I think would be, would be helpful, but definitely, and I think you would also need a group. I don't think that you could take this helping this person on by yourself. I think you would need to be like, okay, like, we're going to be your crew. Who's who's with me, like, we're going to take turns, because this is something that's going to be that might be for an extended time. So you want to make sure that you don't exhaust yourself, that you have enough energy to help this person to continue your life. And I think that some other people might be able to support you and consequently support them. Yeah, I think all of those things are, you know, part of the solution. And I think, again, that person, assuming this is their first time, and even if it's not, you know, cancer, that's a biggie. Uh, and illness is a biggie. You don't really have a, a textbook as to how to show up or how to react personally. Um, so I think you, you kind of would just learn it all at the same as you're going along, mm-hmm. you and your friend group. That's a good, for that particular one, you definitely want a group of people. That would be great. Yeah. Maybe people to just be around too and check in because I'm so stubborn. I think I would be the person that's like, no, I don't need any help. And then I'd be, you know, crying in pain or wouldn't be able to move or something calling out, like come and drive me because I can't drive my car. So just making sure that you're around to help that person. Because like I said, I think people take illness when it's them, they they, um, take it in different ways. So be there to support. So do you have any tips, any, any tips on how to help, how to be just a better friend? Because I feel like this is about showing up for people. Yeah. And so exactly, not every situation is going to be dire, you know, from cancer to divorce to death. You know, you just want to show up as nor- in normal everyday life for people, for your friends. And one of the tips I have is to just talk to them and be present for the conversation multitasking and being on your phone and, you know, having your kids in the background may not be the best way to show up when someone really needs you there. Yeah, it's true. It's unpleasant too. Like when you really have an issue and you want to, like as a person that, that needs the support and you see that the person that you're, you're like bothering them, you know, they can't give you their time. So definitely showing up and being present. Yeah. Um, the next one is to comfort them. There is no wrong thing to say. Now, this, I got a list of tips. There are some wrong things to say. So just be mindful of your words. <laughs> but some some good things to say are, you know, you're going to get through this. It'll be over, you know, soon enough. Um, you won't always feel like this. You know, there is a tomorrow. There is something to look forward to. So just be there to comfort them and be careful about what you say. <laughs> that's true. I like that. You won't always feel like this. I think that's a great thing to think when you like feel in despair, like, okay, it's okay. I won't always feel like this. I'm going to feel better. Maybe that's one that you should blow up for them and put it like in the mirror of their bathroom for when they wake up. 
Yeah, exactly. Um, you Again, we've talked about this a bunch. You can ask what they want. Ask what kind of help they would need. You know, again, it could be anything from an actual activity that they need you to do, a task, or it could be just being there for them. It could be a phone call. It could be a text. could be sending them funny memes every morning to, you know, get them started with a laugh. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, like just show up by... It's so easy to find a meme. Say, here, I'm here for you. And even encouraging ones, right? Like you can find so much stuff that is just cut and paste encouragement. <laughs> I like that. Cut and paste encouragement. Exactly. It cannot get easier than that. I know. You could probably sign up for an app or something that will text you every day. I'm sure. I'm sure you can. And if not, then maybe we should invent that. But yeah, I think so. Um, another tip is to encourage them to find professional support if they need it. We've talked about that a lot. I do not mind using professional support, um, you know, because sometimes life is rough and tough like leather. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. And you need the extra help. So, you know, go out and get it. Mm hmm. Yeah. And self-assess, you know, like if you feel like you're not getting over something and I guess like we talked, for example, about the person that's not getting over it and it's been a long time, but hopefully people can self-assess and be like, I am not making any progress on this. I need some support. Right. Um, another thing you can do to show up and maybe not dwell on it. Like you said, you just want to go out with a girlfriend and not talk about what the problem is. Go do something that you both enjoy. Catch a movie, go for a bike ride, hit up a coffee shop, you know, do something that you like to do together. Go to an exercise class, you know, do something where they're talking is not even feasible. <laughs> You're just there together to do something. And I'm a person that I would love. I don't want to get involved, but I would love all the details. So as a person like me, don't ask. Like, just don't do it. Don't ask for anything. Don't involve you, yourself. Don't even allude to it. If you want drama, there's so much reality TV. Just watch that. You can binge on seasons and seasons and seasons of it. Do not ask your friend anything. Wait to be to be told. I mean, if someone's sitting there, you know, and wants to tell me, sure, I will listen to everything and try my best to give you like very encouraging words and not say something that is um, out of pocket, as my children say, but don't, don't ask, don't ask your friends, be there for them by just being good company. Yeah. Um, keep in contact, ask them how they're doing, send a text, keep inviting them. So, you know, sometimes if you're in a dark place or in a place where you just don't want to be bothered with anybody, you're going to keep saying no, but that doesn't mean that you as the friend shouldn't keep inviting that person. Let them know that you're still there. You know, your friends are here. Anytime you want to come out with us, come on out. It's up to you. It's your timeline. I agree with that totally. And I also think that your friends, when they're reaching out, should should not invite you to the same thing over and over and over. Like, it, change it up. If I'm saying no to eat dinner, then say, do you want to have a walk? Do you want to go for a walk? Do you want to grab a coffee? Do you like what it, do you need to go buy some clothes? Let's go to the mall. Change it up. Don't just keep inviting the person to the same thing because they might not just be interested in that. They might want to do something else. Right. Um oh, this one do something nice. Maybe send them a small gift. 
or again, with the messages, send them something to make them laugh or smile or plan something small for them to look forward to. That is great advice. I am not a good gift giver. Like I'm not, you know how they have, what is it? Like the signs of love or the the love languages and one is giving gifts. I love getting gifts, but I am not a good gift giver. So if you like to get them, you know, other people will like it too. So just make an extra effort. For me, that's an extra effort, but I know that it's so well received to get people something that that they like just it just says you're thinking about them so i think even if it's not your love language everyone can appreciate the thoughtfulness that goes into doing something for someone else exactly it doesn't have to be anything big and it doesn't have to be extravagant it just lets you know lets them know that you are thinking of them mm-hmm. which that's that's pretty big yeah uh, and then finally be patient Your friendship might feel different for a while if they're going through something, but there will still be good times and they will be glad that they can say you stuck by them through that difficult time that they had. And sometimes you're there for people and you like don't even realize the impact that you had by just being supportive. And I love that when people are like, yeah, you know, you helped me so much. And I just think, wow, I'm so glad that I was that I was there for you. You know, I haven't had um, the experience like one of the listeners where the person was like, I was you were not there for me and you should have been. But when you get the opposite of people that are just recognizing that, you know, thank you for sometimes just for the little thing that you did. Thank you for calling me. That really helped me. Thank you for inviting me to do this. It really, I think has an impact. And if we all see that someone's struggling and we're all doing a little bit to help them, I think that that, you know, means the world to them. I think so. I think, I think we have some really good um, tips and, you know, maybe my younger self, I could have used a lot of this. (laughs) I feel like I learned a lot of how to respond, you know, in, in a polished way, but I don't think it was that stressful to talk about this because I didn't drink all of my wine. So <laughs> I put a dent in mine. <laughs> so I think that we've learned so many things, so many ways that we can help people today, just help our friends and show up for them. It was super useful for me to just remember how to be a little bit kinder, right? Like going out of my way just a little bit can help someone. Yeah, I think so. And I, you know, I definitely want to be looked at as a good friend. I have some really good friends in my life and I would hate to to lose any of them or for our relationships to change. So I'm going to continue to work on my relationships with my friends and hope, you know, to keep them, to keep um, growing them and feeding them. I agree. And being there for people as our needs change, you know, I think as, as we continue through life, we continue to encounter all of these different things. So it's nice to be able to, to talk about it and see how we could support each other for the things that are, or might be coming ahead. Yep. Yep. So again, this was a great episode and we always truly appreciate everyone that listens. We thank you and I uh, would like for you to share it, <laughs> subscribe, like, talk about it, and uh, keep coming back. Yep. Share, like, and subscribe, everyone. Thank you for listening. Thanks. Bye-bye.